I'm Adam Hergenrother, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made money and accomplished big goals, but then ask themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. For, for most Western people, the ego is running everything in our lives. In fact, we actually are, we think we're in control, we're just not. We're just making decisions based on how we expect the world to be. Instead of, again, trying to just unfold with life, it doesn't mean you, you don't have goals or reach for things. That's the whole point of needing nothing and enjoying everything. Meaning that if you... You know, if you enjoy everything, then you enjoy, then you literally enjoy everything. It's a conscious choice to make. And then this came up too in one of the earlier, like things that you were talking about. How do you consciously, how are you consciously, if you're just letting life unfold, right, you're just letting things unfold, the moment unfold in front of you, then how how am I consciously making decisions about where I want to go, where I want to live, where do I want to travel? Or I'm just like, or am I just letting all of that go and letting this universe yeah. Tell me. It's not like you're lying <laughs> and like, just like, you're just going to like, just float through the air. Right. That's not what it means. It means that, um, when, when life is unfolding for you, if you're acting in the highest form, you'll have enthusiasm or energy from a different part of you. And I, I don't know how to explain that in terms of, it's like, there's a deeper sense. Like when you get the thought, it's not like you trying to convince the thought, mm-hmm. the thought's deeper and it comes in and you're just like, oh, that's it. Like, it's just a, you're like, Oh, that's what yeah, I need that's to. What it is right. Where I need to take family exactly, or like the thought of like you know you're like oh my god I got to write this book or I got to go like do this and that feeling comes up from a different part of you versus you just have like, to listen to it. To, that's that's what it means to life kind of unfolding for you. It's not like this mental mind energy of how you thinking about the how you want things to be. Remember, that's what you're going to. It's more of like you're thinking like life needs to be this way. Therefore, I'm going to create the thoughts of how it needs to be instead of allowing it to well up from a deeper place. But again, when I'm planning for the next year, yes. how do I just sit and wait for the inspiration <laughs> to come to know what to do next year? How do I, how do I figure that out? No, I mean, you, you allow, you use your mind as a tool. So you, 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 as long as you're interacting with the present moment, right? So you're there in the moment and you're using your mind on the resources and the tools and all the things and the experiences you have, the experiences for the mind, right? And so you have all those, so you can use it as a way to plan for the next month or next year or things that you're doing in the physical world, but you're always interacting with the moment. And, and I'm wondering, but how do I know what to do? Well, you, you will always know. How do you know what to do to build your body? How do you know what to do to breathe? How do you know what to do to walk? I mean, how, how, how do I know what to do next, do next year in my business? I'm just, no, this is a question. How do you know what, the, how do you, how do you move your hand? Explain to me, how do you know to move your hand? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, no, I'm serious. It's a good question though, right? Like, how do you know to move your foot or blink? It's life's doing all, like 99.9% of it for you. And then you, then you go in there and try to manipulate the 0.1% of how you want life to be. And I get where you're going but with that's the question. A, my, you know, that's a live, living organism and I'm talking about a social organism with other people and their wants and needs and how do I, you know, how do I go plan a business based off of that? Well, again, you, you, the more you can interact with the present moment instead of your mind. So most of us, even the, the question in itself stems from a preference, right? 
and I'm not saying that we don't, I don't have those same things either. It's you have to enter The more you can interact with everything, it just becomes this, this flow of it. And so you can use your mind in the moment to, if you want to go say, okay, all right, I'm going to increase my revenue by 20%. Great. How are we going to bring this? What are we going to do to create it? Then, yes. I want to go back a step. How do I know I want to increase my revenue by 20%? I don't know. You just, you, that's what you want to do with an organization. There's the, okay. How do you want to know you want to paint? How do you know you want to write? How do you know you want to go? Um, because you have this inspiration welled up inside you, it says, I'm going to go create, I'm going to go grow. And so, how do you know? And so, you just start creating more of that because there's this deeper sense of what you need to go do. If you start by acting as close as you can to the moment, it'll just, and the sense will go, okay, like, all right, I need to grow my organization by 20% so that we can, we can provide health insurance or provide 401k, or we can, we can bring in a, a nanny service for the company and different things like these things kind of these, and you can get these really good ideas that have come in there. And then you just, you use it. Like, oh, let's go do this. Let's go express them. But then if they then don't put so much stress into actually getting that done, just work on it every single day, but don't get, if you get stressed by it because you become addicted to the outcome of it instead of actually enjoying the building process. Because if you think about it in your life, the things that you've built in your life or things that you've done and are accomplished, the event comes and goes and it just passed. It just passed. It's gone, right? It's the moment's gone. Like, oh my God, I just, I'm going to work through this whole thing. And then I'm up on stage and you're up on stage and you do this something. And then the moment's just gone. And like you put, if you put so much stock into these moments that you're expecting to have, then you're missing all the other moments in life for sharing one or two moments that are there. And so that's why when you can just work from that place, again, I go back to, it's, it's hard because we don't, we want it to be tangible, right? We want it to be black and white, particularly in business. But again, I go back to like, how do you know them? You move your hand, but you're not, are you thinking about like moving your hand? No, it just flows. Like you don't think about walking, even driving to a certain extent. Now you just get on the car and drive, right? You don't think about how you're doing that. You're not using your mind to do those things. You're using a different part of you. Mm-hmm. to move your hands. And if you, that's the whole part. If you can bring that into the business setting, that's where it unfolds to how it just, it, when you bring that into it, you come from a different place of growing. That's, that's the whole point of having a conscious business is using that into it. Or I was going to say, maybe you don't even bring it into business because in the reality is that's actually not how, where, you should, be, where you should be, where you should be expressing yourself. Maybe you should be expressing yourself through teaching or yeah. through writing a book or whatever it is. Or maybe you create a business to teach people inside your business, right? Maybe you actually create it as a foundational footprint to share, to, to make an impact on people that are larger and just happen to be doing it through a business. Yeah. Maybe you happen to be doing it through athletics. Maybe you happen to be doing it as an actor, right? Maybe you happen to be doing it as a mom or a school teacher. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. So it's like, you didn't, you know, you, did you really become a school teacher to do that? Maybe you became a school teacher to interact with somebody else. You cr- I created a business or create a business to raise up all the people that are around me, including your clients. It's like, if you raise up a student in, the, in your school, the student becomes a better person and raises up the family around it. It's just a natural byproduct of everything you're doing. So if you, if you look at life like this, if you're a spiritual being having a minor physical experience, right? That means by definition, you come from somewhere. So if you come from somewheres, what if earth, right? Aliens. I know you're just going to think this seriously, (laughs) but let's just think for a second. So you have to come from somewhere. So you come, you don't just, you don't just 
there and you show up, right? So you come from somewhere. So let's just call this place the, the divine or consciousness or heaven, whatever you want to call it to make sense for you. So you're there. Then you choose. So Hallie says, well, you know what? I need to grow a part of my soul which is the soul, that's the person that everyone is here. It's that soul, it's that consciousness, that, you know, that the hot, the energy source that's inside you, right? Whatever resonates with you. And then you say, okay, well, I'm going to choose to come into this world to gain a certain experience in this physical world, right? And so your experience may be somebody that you actually enter into a, you know, abusive relationship because you need to feel something. You may go into a world where it's, you know, where you need to get, get humility so that you're, you're, you're embarrassed the majority of the time. So you're learning something for the soul, or you may have to experience, you know, a pain of, of working really hard all your life. So you gain, but you're purposefully choosing which role that you play out. Now, how that plays out here is a little bit different because we have free will. And that's part of it. Because if we, if it was all predetermined in terms of every step of every way, then, and people knew that like, it, this, is, this is the best way of saying it. It'd be like you going on a vacation to Florida. You get in a plane and you fly to Florida. And then after you're done your vacation, you come back home. What's the same thing here on earth? What if it's like you're just there? We just can't see it the same way. So you're in this divine, this energy source, and you just jump into this, this, this staged place we call earth so that you can gain some sense of experiencing yourself because you know you're losing your senses and you have physical and emotional discomfort here. So you can grow your soul more. So when you go back home, it's, you have more growth. That's literally have the, so it's like you, you are this, a spiritual being choosing to come down into this physical plane, knowing you're going to lose it, but you've predetermined everything to your best of abilities, knowing you're choosing your parents you're going to come into. So this even begs the question of like, so then why did your kids come into your life? What do they need to learn about their life? Right? About who you are, what they're doing, what their purpose is here for it. So it explains why. You know, kids, you know, die early or, you know, when people are going through massive pain is because maybe they did something in their previous life. And then when they went back, they sat down with somebody that's reviewing their vacation that they had down on earth, right? And it's, it's a little crazy, but you're, you're, you're reviewing your vacation and they said, well, how, you know, you, you missed this. And imagine like having like four of your buddies together of like, oh, how was your Florida vacation? Well, it was this, it was that, it was that, it was, it was going on. Or you had an Ironman and you're talking about all the highs and lows of the Ironman. What if that's the same way of how we experience earth? That you just jump down in here for like this, this physical experience to gain more in your soul so you can advance in certain soul levels, right? So if we, if we subscribe to that philosophy um, and we're purposefully choosing to enter this experience on earth to learn something, right? We purposefully choose that we need to come back to learn, come here to learn. Then why do people spend 20, 30, 40, 50 years trying to figure out what their purpose is? Yeah. Well, because people get caught up in the free will and they have, that's why all the doing world the emotions, there's, there's books and messengers. And that's part of it is that you know that when you come in here, you lose that ability to have that oversight. So you have to, you have to come here to find who you are. And when you find who you are, that's when life starts making more sense in terms of why you were here. However, there is all of this doing world, the ego, all of these things that are in play here that make it very difficult for you to do that. That's part of your spiritual awakening. 
And so when you come here, if you just knew already how exactly how to do it, there'd be no purpose of doing it because you would just be going, you'd just be riding an escalator. That's the whole point of having the free will and having it not set in intentions, but little guideposts along the way, or people talk about guides or archangels and different things about helping you along the way. We just get so caught up in the doing world that we haven't even gone anywhere inward that's natural which is why consciousness is coming into this world now to awaken the world. So the more often you come here, the faster you'll discover who you are to actually gain part of what experience you need to be able to experience here to help you advance in the other dimension. Okay, so let let me give you an example just so I'm clear on this. I'm here because I need to learn how to be more empathetic and compassionate. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that coming here as a infant. Yes. But then all of these roadblocks enter yeah. into my life, like relationships and, and work. And I forget that that's my purpose of being here. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And then eventually, as I start doing more of this deep work and, and working on being more, I will naturally start to uncover that why I'm actually here is to be to learn how to be more empathetic and compassionate so that I can then take that on to the next um, journey. Yes, that's exactly right. Got it. That's 100% right, right? Because it's it then because we we lose the ability to do that when we come here. That's why every spiritual lesson dating before Christ or Jesus has taught us to find out who you are. No matter what religion, no matter what spiritual book that you read, they're saying the same thing about trying to figure out who you are. And once you figure out who you are, that is the whole purpose of what they're saying is find out who you are to figure out how you bring more consciousness into it so that you learn the lessons that you came here to do faster so then you can advance more on. What if this was a, just a staged playground where you know, you can, maybe you have to come here a hundred times to do it, or maybe you can do it a thousand times, right? That you come in here, but if there's different elevations of different places you go to, and this is not even like, that's why people think about death as like this morbid thought, but what if you're going home to like the thousand times infinite better place? Then we would no longer fear death, right? And that's where yogis that are deep spiritual yogis go to is like, I don't fear death because this is just a temporary place for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the, what they bring into it is that they're literally bringing into that. This is just a, I'm just here for this little ride. I'm here for a little bit. I'm just expansion on this and I've come in here to grow. And then I'm going to go back to where there's the unconditional knowing the knowing of everything. And so when you come from that divine, even in that place, like you're still part of the creation. Again, it's that you're the wave manifests from the ocean. You're never not part of it. And then when you take this into consideration, then you start seeing you or you or me or anybody else as all of the same people. And that's when you talk about God consciousness is that you literally see yourself as everybody yourself because you are yourself. And so that everyone has the same, you're all part of the same source so hurting you would be like hurting me even with thoughts. And that's the ultimate level of bringing consciousness to the world is that even in thoughts, right, that people don't hurt themselves with that because the thinking pattern is what creates an actionable, thinking pattern is what creates an action and then the end result for it. Why is bringing this consciousness, this level, this higher level of consciousness so important to do? Is it for the good of humanity? Is it for your self-actualization? Why? 
Because if you, if you, again, going on the same theory that you're a spiritual being having a minor physical experience, which I think a lot more people are realizing that or at least believe that, right? So then that means, again, you come from someplace. And so the place that you come, there's higher levels there. So you come here to self-actualize, self-realize who you are, learn more lessons. And then as you transcend back to where you, we came from, the energy source, the divine, heaven, whatever you want to call it, you evolved here as a soul that gives you higher advancement in those levels. It feels very self-indexed, right? Well, it, it, so what? But it, but it is. The more self-indexed you are and the more compassion you have for yourself, the more you can have compassion for everybody else. That self-index is not a bad thing if it's not coming from ego. If you're self-indexed to self-realize who you are, then you'll realize you can never hurt anybody. And then you realize that you'll never want to. And if you, literally, if you started walking around thinking that everybody was you, how would you react to everybody? Right? I mean, seriously, like how, how would you ever, how would you react to every single person in business, in business settings? It doesn't mean you still don't go out there and create. It doesn't mean you still don't go out there and do these things. It doesn't mean you're using enthusiasm. The world would just be a different place because the world consciousness would shift. It's the fear, right? And the power that people want that prevent this from happening overnight. If there was a conscious shift overnight where everyone started acting that way, the world would wake up tomorrow and be a completely different place. It just would. It'd be a completely different place. And part of that is, is the reason why there's so many people choosing to come to this world now is for a thousand years, the world is a really rough place. And it wasn't a place to really come here to evolve. And there are still these people that kind of like, I always joked, it's like, it's like if you're in this world and like you're in, the three of us are hanging out there and we're like, all right, Hallie, I'm going to see you AD. And you're like, what? I'm going to see you after death. Like, right? Like you just literally like you jump down in here and I'm going to see you when it's all back. And the other thing is if you look at Einstein's, um, you know, space continuum, the, the world itself is expanding at such a rate, right? And we're at a dense physical being here. We can't keep up with that on the physical plane, but you're just kind of moving along in lines. And so it, the lower the vibrational frequency, the slower time is. And that's been proven in science. That's not in, in like an atom theory, right? That's just a proven science thing. It's why shooting stars move so fast. And as they get closer to the earth, they slow down because just the denseness of the vibrations, right? We all know that if you, you're, you, nothing is actually solid. It's all vibration. So there's a much more dense. And the closer you get to earth, particularly the denser it gets, which allows to to slow everything down. We understand we're still traveling on this earth like a thousand miles an hour, right? Like, so it's just, we're still just, it's all relative, right? So as it slows down, so if you go to this higher level, like they even look at like a, a black hole, right? And it was like, it, I think, it, and it could be wrong with this, but it's very close, right? So like seven minutes on like a black hole is equivalent to like 10 years on earth, just because it's the vibrational frequency is so much faster. And if the universe is expanding at infinite, and yet here, the black hole is down a little bit more, is at seven minutes. Earth is way down here in this dense state that's seven years. And maybe there's different planes below Earth that are experiencing even faster. So when, we, we, when you think about it, like if you're up here and it's moving at seven minutes and you're going, well, it's really none of my time. It's like a little short vacation. Right? So you just jump down in there, even though it's going to be hard. That's the part of the process of going through it. It could be all wrong. But the thing is, I'll be much happier living this way. If I just get to the end of it and it just turns off, it's no longer there. You have lived a much happier life thinking this way, at least for me. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why I always go back to is what, and also there's this deeper feeling that of like, you just, you start to self-realize this. And then the, everything that everyone said to you, that's really deep or that's been through experiences starts to make more sense. And you're going, well, that's why, that's why these things happen. That's why they do it. Because again, we're, it's like, go back to this example that I gave earlier. It's like, we're, we're 99.9999% of everything that's happening right now in this last moment, we had no control over nothing, nothing. Right. Yet we think we have control over all of these things. And it's like 0.00001% of maybe free will. You don't think about moving your hands. You don't think about any of these things. You don't think about the wind that's blowing outside or that the AC is in here, the air that happens to be in here. You don't think of any of that stuff. And so how could we even, it's almost silly to think that we could, we think that we know, right? What our purpose is like through the mind. That's why you got to go to, okay, well then how do I self-realize who I am here so I can actually have a greater sense of purpose while I'm here? So hopefully maybe you just don't have to come back here, right? Maybe just go to a, you know, and there's some theorists that if you look into it even deeper that believe that there's a whole bunch of other realms besides earth that you can choose to go to, right? This is getting deep, but like, like you can actually choose to go to like just much different higher forms of consciousness, but you come here, you know, for a period of time until you develop what you need to do as a human soul, right? To gain this. And then once you reach certain levels, then you can go to different places or certain ones. It's like, why do some people go to Florida? Why do some people go to Texas, right? For vacation? Because that's, each soul is a little bit different, yet part of the same thing. And so earth may attract you here because of the dichotomy that you have hatred, but love here, right? Or you have compassion at the deepest level, but at the same time, you have this anger and frustration and jealousy. So there's always this kind of different play. Maybe at some other places, nothing but all knowing. So there isn't any of that. And you just more hanging out and you're, it's just an easier place to live. But people come here because they just, it's a different journey for your soul. Why do you think that you're so like passionate and called to teach people about this? Um, I think one of the, you know, I think the more you start to self-realize and you go inward on a lot of this, you start to understand that um, there's a higher purpose for your life. And there's also signs along the way. So the other day, I'll give you this example. I was listening to an audible book that talked about your purpose in particular. It was like a nine hour audible book in this one kind of like little section. It was talking about your purpose is to go and be the messenger and teach all this stuff. And there was this number that keeps showing up in my life. And it's just actually happens to be my birthday. It's 828. And it just shows up, which is August 28th, 1981 is my birthday, but it's just 828. It keeps showing up for the last couple of years. It's shown up in just the weird times, right? Sure. Maybe it's my prefrontal cortex, right? I don't know. But anyways, I'm just going to, you ask me why. Um, and uh, so right was going on at this moment, like I clicked off, I was running and clicked off and the mile was 828, right? And it was like this, it was in the exact moment of like, they were talking about teaching and bringing these things to it. And I don't ever, I don't really run at 820. It's not like it clicks off all the time. I mean, the odds of that happening are, are small, right? But then like, even like I was, then the other day I was driving and I was, you know, listening to this part of this, this little audible book and it, it a different one and it talked about teaching and then being the messenger. I looked down and there, I saw this like flash on my desk twice. It's the weirdest thing. And I looked over and my gear shift started saying eight flashing and then it just went away. And it's like one of those things that like it just almost senses like this deeper, like there's like, again, we want um, contextual, tangible, written down things that show us exactly the path. I just think life and self, either it's guides or a higher sense is always trying to help you, but they can't tell you. 
Because if they tell you, then you're missing the whole point of why you're here. But there are signposts, right? You've heard that a lot. Like people are like, I'm just a signpost. And that's just also what it is. You're just, it's not like anything that I ever say or anybody else that you're listening to now is coming up with an original thought. It's always been there. It's just you're becoming a signpost or somebody that's there. So you are, you're a teacher and a messenger for what message? Well, I think to bring consciousness to the world. And why do you want to do that? Because then you can change the consciousness and then people can come here to experience themselves in a lot more. As they experience themselves a lot more, they can express themselves and the world becomes a much better place. It just does. Because as it does, right, as the world expands and more consciousness is brought in here, which people have to admit, I don't care where you feel in this, the world has changed dramatically and is much more open to all of these conversations. And as they become more open to these conversations, that in itself brings an awareness that even sparks this conversation or this podcast because there's so many more of these people saying, well, hold on, like there's a lot more to life. I actually think that entrepreneurship, if you think about it in itself, was born in the 80s. And for a long period of time, it was accumulation, right? That's all it was in the 80s was how many rings, how many houses do you have? People had wealth, right? All of it was accumulation kind of decade. Accumulating, accumulating, accumulating all these things. That really ran from the 80s and 90s. And then in the 2000s, there was kind of this new wave. I don't call it a different soul, call it whatever it is that came in here. And it started saying, well, I'm going to go into entrepreneurship because now it's available to all of us so we can go do these things. And now I'm going to go accumulate all these things like everyone told me I needed to do. But now I'm accumulating all of these things and I do not feel any different. In fact, I feel worse. So I think that the reason why entrepreneurship was born at a much rapid pace than what it is, is so people could get here faster. It's almost like a tool to allow people to get to experience the fact that what everyone says on earth is what you're, particularly in the Western society, that everything you're supposed to be doing for success is going to make you feel this way so you can get there quicker and then realize that's not the right path. So then you go inward. I think that's just the playbook of how it's unfolding for people because that's in itself is what's triggered this awakening, isn't it? It's business people who have leadership and influence who are waking up and going, um, there's a lot more to life than this. Because we know it because for years, thousands of years, yogis have been saying this, but yet we don't give them the credit here on this side in terms of Western society because they haven't built anything. Mm -hmm. So therefore we discount their knowledge of what they're bringing to them until you realize they've actually been saying it all along. But it's taken the fact that it's almost like they've waken up and saying, well, the only way I can really change this Western side, it's like somebody up higher, like they're looking at it and going, well, the only way we can do this is, man, it's like they're, they're creating their plan, right? They're like, the only way we can do this is get people in entrepreneurship to realize what everyone telling them they want is not there. So let's make it easier for everyone to get there faster. And then let's take the people that are actually realizing this and then give them a platform to go out there, either their own companies or their clients or whatever it is to go out there and experience. Maybe this is why they use and have podcasts now or Audible, right? Audible comes in, there's nudging and helping all the time. I mean, think about if Audible is always there, why didn't it come available 100 years ago, right? At some point, you have to stop and realize like, did we really create it or did somebody help us? It's, I mean, right? I'm serious though. Like, did somebody like all of a sudden help us with Audible so people could experience more or hear more? Or gain more knowledge because think about it, so many more people are reading now because of something like Audible because you listen to it. For me personally, it's really difficult for me to read. I don't like sitting down and actually reading a book, but I will listen to Audible without question. So again, is all of these things, are they just, just because we physically made them and manipulated it? Or did somebody, did somebody nudge us along to give us all of these tools to start advancing consciousness? 
Or it could be that person's soul was called to create that. Yeah, or maybe before they thing. came down in here, they said, "Well, I'm going to jump down in here and give a, and like help out." Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to help out by, you know, maybe Steve Jobs. That's why his whole purpose was. Maybe he and maybe that's after he did what he needed to do, he was like, "I'm out." Right. Well, that's the way. It's the Tao, right? It's and that's why I think part of the only way they're going to change weapons or or fighting is to change the consciousness. And where is the where is the number one superpower? Whereas most of the weapons, the billions of dollars that are spent on this stuff is in North, is in America, the United States, right? I mean, we spend more on military than anybody else does. Why we have the superpower. Now we are a little bit more useful how we do this, but we still drop bombs. We still do these different things, right? And so part of it is, is I'm not saying we don't need military. I'm not saying we don't need those type of things. I'm just saying that there's a, there's a place or a time that you can imagine of an evolved society that that deals with challenges and struggles differently than how we deal with them now. Because look back at wars for as long as history that we can think of, hasn't really worked out that well. Mm-hmm. All of which are rooted in fear, fear anyway. And power, fear and power. That's what everything is. That's why even power through today, fear, power through fear. And it's just even our healthcare, everything that's laid out right now is because of somebody wants to hold a powerful position. And that's how every single war has started. And it's they want that fear of losing out on it. Yeah, I was gonna say, and they want that power for significance, yes. ego. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. One final question. Yes. And then we might be able to wrap <laughs> this one up. Um, we were talking a lot about knowing who you are and, and learning about who you are. Right. So who are you? Well, I'm the same person that you are. Right. I mean, who we are is that we're all the same. We're that wave that has manifested physically. So you're just a spiritual being and you've taken over this physical body, right? To kind of come here and help. And maybe the three of us, even before we even came down here, knew that we would meet up. I mean, I don't know, right? You can just kind of coincide. That's what people would say, like deja vu, or like you've kind of met people and you know that they're going to do different things with them or they're going to help you at least as some path along your way. Like it's almost been kind of rooted out. So to answer the question of who you are, it's the soul, it's the consciousness, it's the energy that's there. That's all part of a larger, much bigger body of consciousness. And you've just, I've just manifested part of it down here. But I don't think any of us are any different. I think we're all actually part of the same source. We're all part of the same energy. That's how you can, it's just, there's, there's too many things in life that, um, again, that 99.99% of things that happen without us thinking about it and just growing, that we're all connected. And we're all part of that. We are not individual snowflakes. We're not individual snowflakes, right? Right. I mean, it's just it's. Well, maybe you are special snowflake. Maybe you are an individual snowflake, but when as soon as you land, you all land and go back to the same source, right? The individual snowflake comes down. Every single snowflake has a different shape. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. And so every individual snowflake has a different shape. But at the end, when it comes, first of all, it comes from the same place, a cloud, the divine, the energy. The snowflake comes down. It's manifested itself from the cloud. It's an individual representation. Into a physical Into a physical form. thing. And it comes down and it stays for a period of time. It's either collected by other snow and forms together to build more snow. Melts into water. melts in the water and then repeats the cycle. Evaporated back into the... Exactly. So it's never... So you've, you, you're individually manifest yourself from something and you have this ability where you're floating and while you're here, you're an individual, but yet you're always, always part of the original consciousness. That's the stream that you can tap into. That's that energy source that's always available to every single one of us. And that's how you realize who you are is by letting go of the part of you that's preventing you from accessing who you know you truly are. 
And when you can get to that point of letting go of that part of you, it's the, you know, the surrender, it's the, it's, you know, you, there's a whole bunch of tactics or models that you can do. But the first thing is just having awareness around that. And then if you start having that awareness, it's creating this space between it, allowing all of this energy. And then you start feeling it. And then you feel something that you've never felt in your entire life. And then you know it's, then it's, you're like, well, this is real. This is real. This is real. If that's a word, I made it up, right? It's not, but it's there, right? It's more real because everything you experience is just this, this exterior world that really doesn't even mean anything because you come and it goes in just a moment. Whereas you are never gone. You are always consciousness. You are always there. Even when you are sleeping, you are always there. You're just always there. So therefore, you can never turn off. So that's how you know who you are. You've reached the end of another episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If you like what you heard and feel inspired to do so, please leave a review. It's awesome hearing from listeners like you. And remember, never give up on joy.